0: First Chris Cuomo here once again with Dan Abrams and Elizabeth Vargas, and I think we're going to be living a little bit of history tonight in terms of turnout. New Hampshire, that's no hype. It looks like the live free or die state may set a personal record tonight. They already have that great motto. The question is now, can they get great turnout? Here's what we can tell you as a matter of fact. Polls in most of the major counties, OK, uh, they're going to close just at seven o'clock. But you got about a dozen other cities that we have to watch that will go until 8 p.m. standard time to cast their ballots, which means you're not going to get any call on the race, at least not from us, until all the polls have closed and everyone has voted across the, straight, uh, uh, the state. Now, on the GOP side, you will start seeing people calling it relatively early. Why? Because uh, even if they have record turnout, it's pretty manageable. But here's the thing for us. You got to look at the turnout you got to look at why they came out, because we have to tell the story of the margin between Trump and Haley and whether the self-styled Trump alternative makes it after tonight to Nevada, South Carolina, which is her home state. But she's getting thumped by Trump in the polls in South Carolina. So that's that side of the ball. The other side of the ball is the Democrats. Uh, they have a metaphorical and practical mess. The National Party didn't want the largely homogenous population in Iowa and New Hampshire to start off uh, their process, but New Hampshire did it anyway. uh, So they didn't put Biden on the ballot. That means the sitting president is now doing a write in campaign and they're spending all this money and having all these people running around. It's a mess. Okay, so we'll be following that and what it means for long shot challenger, Dean Phillips. Uh, He vows to shake things up. If things break the right way for him tonight, he could leave New Hampshire in better shape than Haley. So, we have the mighty News Nation team assembled uh, all throughout. We're going to crunch the numbers at the big wall. Uh, we have the host of News Nation Now, Connell McShane. You got to know him in the last coverage. He'll be instrumental tonight in tracking this turnout that we hope is a record because involvement is good. Uh, we're going to be going to the Trump headquarters in Nashua, New Hampshire, with Chief Washington anchor, Mr. Leland Vittert, who will join us throughout the night. Also, with News Nation political editor, Chris Steyerwald. Leland has never looked worse. Uh, that's Stierwald. <laughs> uh, you're at uh, there's leland best hair in the business got to get that picture right uh, and we'll be doing analysis with them throughout the night we're also going to be checking in with haley headquarters where news nation's senior national correspondent brian Enton is reporting live and we've got our watch party again at saint anselm college in new hampshire uh, they're going to see there how they reacted as the returns come in what mattered and why uh, we're going to take phone calls as well dan and elizabeth insisted they insisted that we take phone calls. They wanted to do it all night. I said, no, no, we have to get the returns first, so we compromised. 844 968 7720. So we're saying record, and right now everybody is adjusting yeah. assumed turnout the above hour. the historic level, which is when, in all 2020, all about 298,000. Um, so we could see history tonight.
1: It yep. is pretty cool.
2: And, and the question, I guess, becomes what's a win? Right. That's going to be the big question tonight, because, you know, it's expected Donald Trump is still the heavy favorite in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. But is it a win for Nikki Haley if she loses by three points, by four points, by five points? No doubt it's a big win for Donald Trump if he wins by 15 plus, et cetera. But where is the win loss? Because that's the ultimate question for Nikki Haley in deciding where do we go from here? Is is she going to come into South Carolina with any kind of. Momentum, It said, obviously, if she wins, so that's a different story. But, you know, it's, it's, you talk to different people, they'll put the lines at a different place for what is considered to be a win.
1: I think anything in single digits, if she were to lose by, by single digits to Donald Trump, would be considered by Nikki Haley and her backers to be a solid performance. And a win in your, your, she's already plunked down $4 million for a big ad buy in South Carolina. She is hoping the donors will continue to give, that she will have that momentum, that she will have the funds in order to keep that campaign going. But if she loses by more than 10 points to Donald Trump, that's going to be a hard case to make. Mm -hmm, Because she is losing to Donald Trump in her home state by more than 30 points. It is a huge deficit to make And the beauty
2: for her of New Hampshire is the fact that, A, you have a you know, politically moderate environment. Right. B, you have a lot of undeclared voters who are allowed to vote in the Republican primary. Biggest
1: single group of voters. Right. percent of New Hampshire voters are undeclared. If she, can't, if she can't do
2: well there, right, the question becomes, you know, where can she do well? Right. This is This is sort of the perfect environment for her at this point. Now you can argue moving forward, if she gets some momentum, she may be able to pick up steam in some other places. But for right now, if she um, comes out of this with a big loss to Donald Trump, then it's very tough to see how she moves forward.
0: I think you're unpacking it exactly the right way. So let's get some of the early notions of answers to some of these questions with the man, Connell McShane. We yep. were talking about this before, and you were educating me. Well, uh, I was saying, well, you know, we got to see what the independents do. And you said it's not that simple <laughs> in New Hampshire. Take us through who we're looking at and why.
3: Okay, turnout, first of all, is where I want to start, and then we'll circle back and talk about some of these undeclared voters at our big board wall here for the data coming in from our partners at Decision Desk HQ and your 6 nothing Nikki Haley lead, thanks to all six of her friends in Dixville, Notch who <laughs> voted at midnight last night. Now, when we look back, and we'll do this throughout the night, to the last competitive primary in 2016, Dan's right, this is a perfect state in many ways for Nikki Haley, but let's remember that Donald Trump himself, when he was up against the likes of Kasich and Cruz, did well. He won New Hampshire in 2016. So we'll be looking back to a lot of those comparisons. What I want to start with tonight, though, are when we hit the tab that says votes remaining. We'll look at this throughout the night. And Duffy, look at the top of it here. There's a little number there that says 325,713. Why do we highlight that? That's now our expected turnout that our numbers people have been putting together. When the day started, that was 226,000. So we've upped our own estimates by about 100,000. And to Chris's point, if this is now right, and who knows, it could change again, this would be a record-setting turnout. Who does that help? The conventional wisdom is that it would help uh, Nikki Haley, uh, largely because uh, she'll be uh, looking for those undeclared voters uh, to give her results and build on the six coming out of dixville not The so one place I want to uh, highlight, at least this time around, is in Peterborough, New Hampshire, because when we saw uh, the turnout numbers coming in, one of the things we saw is certain places, and obviously we don't have any results in, so I'll just look back to 2016 in Peterborough. We saw some counties or, or towns and municipalities asking for extra ballots. They had that many people lined up to vote. Peterborough was one of them. Our expectation is... Nikki Haley will do pretty well there. So it was close last time around between Kasich and Trump. Let's see if she can top the, the Kasich number in a place like Peterborough. Now, to get to some of the points Chris was making, uh, guys, let's change our view and take a look at, at the Haley path to victory because she had been looking and really relying on the undeclared voters. So as I back out of the way here and you look at the screen, which spells it out, New Hampshire's an open primary. We know that the undeclared voters could be her key to victory. And Those undeclared voters, as Elizabeth was saying, make up uh, the large just share voters in New Hampshire. Now, sometimes you call them independent. Not all the time. Many times these undeclared voters, not just registered in a party, they may vote with Republicans their whole life or with the Democrats their whole life. Tonight, with the turnout figures as high as it is, the, the thinking is a lot of these undeclared voters are showing up and participating to that last point um, in the Republican uh, primary. So that's the Republican story. We'll watch it throughout the night. Let me just get a quick word in here about the Democrats before I throw it back to you. This is the primary ballot <laughs> for the Democrats tonight. There's a lot of names on it. You probably can't see all of them um, unless we were to zoom in, say, here at the bottom, for example. But you will not see a Joe Biden anywhere because people are going to have to literally uh, get out their pens on this bottom um, mm-hmm. Of the screen here, all oh, this is terrible handwriting. What a disaster! A lot of pressure, oh my and they're going to yeah. have to write in Biden. I mean, so you that's had one job. That vote probably We're wouldn't going, even count. We did say we can't so read it well. No, Everything yeah. was going. So one well. job. Uh, primary info on the Democrats. They require to be first uh, in New Hampshire. It's a state law. They literally have a state law that requires them to go first. But the DNC said, forget it. We want to go to South Carolina because it's more representative of the country. So these delegates tonight will not be bound um, at the D- at the Democratic convention. We talked about Biden not being. On the ballot, but that write in effort, hopefully with better penmanship than you just saw, despite my Catholic school education here in New York, um, will be a big story. Hey, <laughs> can another, you, uh, can you put that
1: ballot back up for a second? Oh, of I course, to of course.
3: Something. Yes, here it comes.
1: Look at the bottom there President Body from Atlantic, Georgia. I wonder how many, you know, if that's a deliberate attempt <laughs> yeah. to confuse people, President yeah. Biden, President Body.
3: Yeah, interesting. by the way, I yeah, want to know all...
1: who's. Uh, yeah.
3: What's a lot of name? names on there. Is the one, uh, Dean Phillips, of course, the best known, which we expect to be you know, the winner of those names, but then the write ins for Biden and Mr. There are
0: two names President. there that jump out yes.
1: Vermin Supreme. Vermin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: He's, he's a good <laughs> name. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. Yeah, yeah. And Paperboy Love Prince.
1: Yeah.
4: Yes. Yeah. Well, that's he's that's still good. Still on yeah. Yeah. Paperboy's there. Paperboy's a New Yorker, straight yeah. out of yeah. Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Of course he is. Oh, no okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's go now to Trump headquarters in Nashua, New Hampshire, where News Nation's chief Washington anchor, Leland Vitter joins us. We'll also bring in News Nation political elector, editor Chris Starwalt. Um, good to have you both and both of your expertise. Chris, I want to just start with you on this turnout figure because I, I talked to you on my show just an hour ago and right after I interviewed you, we had Decision Desk HQ on and they upped their uh, estimate and then upped it again just in the last couple minutes. They're saying this could be way beyond record-breaking in, in terms of turnout.
5: I, I believe the social scientific term is bananas. Uh, if you <laughs> get this kind of turnout, if that's what's going on, and if, in fact, we see this kind of turnout in these places where there are a lot of what we'll call a Sununu Biden voter Uh, People who, like Governor Chris Sununu, who's very popular here, uh, people who voted for him in 2018 but then turned around and voted for Joe Biden in 2020, if those folks are actually coming out, those independents are coming out in places like, and and Connell is exactly right, he nailed it, uh, if you draw a little line, if you go to the west of where I am now outside of Manchester, if you go uh, on a line west of Manchester and down to Nashua, this is where about a third of the state's population is, and in those more affluent college-educated suburbs there, if we are seeing that kind of turnout in places like Bedford and the adjacent communities that could be a good sign for Nikki Haley
1: right and those like and as we also pointed out literally four there are four counties with 75 percent of the voters in them so we're watching really those four counties tonight uh, out of the 10 counties total in New Hampshire what's the first thing you're going to be looking at uh, or looking for once these results start coming in
5: We're going to be, I'm, uh, the thing I'm most interested in seeing is how is the Haley performance in those key counties? So I'm, and in those key municipalities. So I've been, I've been tracking the town of Rye. There's only about 5,000 people in the town of Rye there on the seacoast, but they're very indicative. So I'm going to be zoomed in on that little wealthy town on the seacoast to see Mm -hmm. did they really get folks out? And if this is a redo of 2016, right, Uh, then that's where Haley has her chance. Because if you have as big a turnout as 2016 or bigger, then you have a chance for a replay of 2016. But instead of having eight candidates splitting up the vote, it's just two. And that gets interesting.
1: All right, Leland, I know you're at Trump headquarters. The mood there has probably got to be pretty good. Trump was sounding very, very confident on the campaign trail today.
4: (laughs) He was. Interestingly enough, though, late this afternoon, his campaign has gone pretty quiet. Uh, I think the overwhelming confidence that we heard during Iowa and right after Iowa and when that call right at the top of the hour came out uh, as people were still caucusing, it, it doesn't seem like it's possible to top that for them in terms of level of excitement. The anticipation and sort of the the uh, chest-thumping, you might say, that has occurred in past uh, time, specifically Iowa, uh, isn't, isn't here right now. Now, how that changed over the past 24 hours or so uh, is these turnout numbers. I think that everyone has been very surprised by the turnout numbers. The Haley campaign also has gone dark uh, in terms of putting out any spin. About noon today, they put out a memo, which really sounded like they were lowering expectations. They were looking ahead to South Carolina and Super Tuesday states and Michigan and on and on and on. Um, not talking about today. So they may have also been seeing something in the numbers that says they want to wait uh, before spinning anything to see exactly what Chris Steyerwalt was talking about.
2: Leland, is there any way that the Trump team believes that increased turnout could actually be good for them?
4: I think they'll definitely talk about that. Um, And I think you're going to hear a lot of spin if Nikki Haley gets close that, hey, there was a bunch of Democrats that came out. There were a bunch of independents that came out. And still, I won. Uh, if they won, uh, obviously, the, the spin if they lose is going to be exactly what Donald Trump talked about, how terrible it is that Democrats and independents uh, can vote. Uh, fact check, Democrats cannot vote or registered Democrats cannot vote in this primary, but independents can. So sure. I, I think that, y- yeah, there, there was a lot of enthusiasm. But if if we just in terms of intensity uh, and conventionalism can always get thrown, you know, tipped over, uh, the higher the turnout numbers, the better they are for Nikki Haley. I should I should point out that the Secretary of State, who has been historically pretty good, he was predicting 322,000 right. um, for a turnout. And, it'd be a big record. Uh, and Chris Dyerwalt last night was saying the same thing. Uh, yeah, it'd be a big record. No, it'd, be, it'd be it'd be big. It would show. Yeah, it'd be a huge record. It would also show that there is real viability for someone with a I'm not Donald Trump message inside right. the Republican yeah. Party it depends on why other they come open out in primary states
0: depends on why they come out and the only reason I say that is of course yeah. you're right Leland that ordinarily you get a higher turnout especially in some of the places uh, that they're expecting to see it because they're asking for more ballots and it plays to the Nikki Haley insurgency effect that you and Chris have been mm-hmm. talking about however you have that poll number so you have one thing about the system and one thing about the statistics on the systemic side Trump is playing a little bit, one, that we didn't see in Iowa. He's hedging, Mm -hmm. okay? The Democrats are voting for Haley. Uh, Not only can you not do that by the rules, but he's really talking about the boogeyman of the undeclareds Mm -hmm. and that these undeclareds aren't really undeclared. They're sneaky Democrats. But what they know about undeclareds in the state is that, if anything, they break to the right. The reason I don't like it is because people keep calling them independents, and a lot of the undeclareds are not independent. Mm -hmm. They're partisans who don't like being called by party name for whatever reason. The other thing is the poll about, do you think Trump won the last election? In New Hampshire, there are polls out right now saying it's 49-49. In New Hampshire. Now, if that is really representative of the voting body there, then they may be coming out for Trump as an extension of grievance.
2: Yeah. Um, look, that's an, always a powerful question, right, to determine the outcome. Meaning, if you believe that the election was not mm-hmm. um, won by Joe Biden in, in uh, 2020, you are very likely going to be a Donald Trump voter. Right. Um, and so for all of the questions uh, that they ask in these polls coming out, I think that's the single most important question that they can ask in terms of determining how passionate a Donald Trump voter Is there? Yeah, I don't think the MAGA question is fair because a lot of people think that that is
0: somehow disparaging yourself, that that's a gotcha question. So when they ask people, are you part of MAGA Nation, it was like 60, 30. But, uh, you know, 30 saying yes. But I think that's because
2: they believe that's a coded
0: question. But
1: this whole thing about who really won the election. 49%. Yeah,
2: it's quite something. Let's go to uh, Nikki Haley headquarters in Concord, New Hampshire, where News Nation's senior national correspondent Brian Enton is reporting Live from there. All right, Brian. So any indications there from the Haley team on their reaction slash response to this significant turnout?
6: Uh, Well, we've been asking them. You know, there's been this number floating around 47 percent, Dan, that that's the number they're really hoping for tonight. We asked for them to confirm that number. Uh, They're not doing that, but, but they feel optimistic. And I'll tell you, I've been out here for the last four or five days. Leading up to Election Day, there was kind of this vibe like people weren't that into it. There were not a ton of campaign signs, I would say, for Haley or Trump. No one really wanted to talk about it. Um, It just wasn't that exciting. All of that changed today. Um, I woke up thinking, okay, this is going to be more the same. We started going around to the different polling locations, and they were actually busy. There were lines of people. There were steady flows of people going in and out. Uh, And even the polling workers were like, wow, this is busier than normal. So I think the Secretary of State is going to be right. Um, I think there may be record turnout numbers. You just got that vibe when you were out at the different locations today.
2: And this goes again to the expectation game uh, to some degree, right? Because as we were talking about in Iowa, Nikki Haley had just had a very good poll going into Iowa. And then suddenly she has a mediocre performance and it's, oh, a disappointment. Here, it's just the opposite. The most recent polls for Nikki Haley have not been good
1: Had her trending back down Correct. after sort of getting within just, you know, 10 percent of Trump. And the most recent ones had her sinking back down.
0: Yeah, you know, I was I was doing some homework on that today. <clears throat> and it is interesting uh, when we have John Bush on later. He's one of the guys who put together the big pack for Nikki Haley. One, we want to see where's his level of commitment. What right. is he hearing from his buddies that he's hitting up for cash yeah. uh, for the pack? But also they put a lot of money. Uh, in ad buys into this. And when you look at her num- the numbers, Trump was very flat all the way through, uh, in a good way. I mean, he's been between like 42, 44, solid, yep. no matter what happens, which is a signature of his strength. Haley has been coming up. It has flattened out recently, but she had been making growth. DeSantis wasn't. And it's interesting to think about what does that translate into today. And that's why I'm a little shy on the what, which is turnout, which will be very cool because participata- participation is good. We don't have enough of it in this mm-hmm. country. So it'd be nice to have that record. But the why is going to determine the night. And that's why Trump is being very smart to hedge Against this being a little rigged. Now, I hate that from a democracy standpoint, but in terms of tactics, it makes sense. And, you know, the graph of what they cared about by party, abortion is 50. First of all, I can't believe Democrats were happy with them defining the issue that way instead of as reproductive rights. But 58 percent, because it's not a semantic no, difference. Th-
1: this is pretty 58
0: percent of Democrats said they were coming out for reproductive rights. Fifty seven percent of Republicans, almost 58 percent, said immigration is bringing me to the polls. Democrats, the economy was 13.7%. Independence, to the extent that we're talking about independence and not just cloaked partisans who call themselves undeclared, 51% threats to democracy. So you have such different things bringing them out. The why will be very important.
1: It is interesting, though, that Republican voters in both Iowa and in New Hampshire cited immigration and the border as the number one I reason they were Think going about to it. We're up Bulls. in New Hampshire. Yeah, right. right.
2: I mean, that's the amazing thing.
0: Well,
1: yeah, you know, I'll tell you, know, you one of the things issue. they have going it's
0: for the real issue. Now, we learned this in the last election. I wound up doing a documentary in New Hampshire because in the southeast corner where Nashua and Manchester are. OK, mm-hmm. you'll see, obviously, it's a field of blue there, but there's a port there. And New Hampshire is one of the biggest problem drug ports in the country. Fentanyl. They already were getting ravaged by opioids. It was like the walking dead up there. There was a fire department. They had more Narcan calls to revive addicts than they did fire calls in Manchester. And we did a documentary up there. Fentanyl has made it even worse. Mm. Of course, we're not hearing about it in the campaign because they believe that they're going to get your votes just by convincing you that the other person is worse. They're not going to talk about fixing your problems because they don't have to. Shame on us. However, there was an op-ed written going at Haley about how Haley says we have to go after China about fentanyl. That's old thinking. China's not the fentanyl problem anymore. They have those precursor chemicals, but you can get them different places. It's Mexico, and it was an immigration frontside attack on her she doesn't get immigration she doesn't get how important it is and it's really interesting about how that will play in new hampshire because they are very sensitive yeah. to the drug problem
1: except that immigration is a completely separate issue from fentanyl except it, it's fentanyl coming through not, the southern border it is but it's not coming on the backs of my, uh, of illegal immigrants it is coming through legal points of entry more than 90 yes. percent of the fentanyl coming but it works country, as a boogeyman it it's a boogeyman it's a yeah. complete false flag though
0: those work. Yeah, well, <laughs> those light. work really well. If you play to people's fears, and fentanyl is one of them, we'll see. Does they it register talk tonight? We all
1: fentanyl. Right. Let's go bomb the cartels. We're gonna. I'm gonna be tougher than you. All right. At any rate. Okay. we got to wrap.
0: See yeah. that we're so interested that we literally don't go to commercial. Who's better than us? Nobody. All right, we got some big guests coming up. Anthony Scaramucci, Jonathan Bush, again, uh, the big pack guy for Nikki Haley, Bill O'Reilly, Tim Scott. Congratulations to him on his engagement. What does it mean for him politically? Coming up.
5: In journalism, trust is everything.
7: It must be earned every day. In the truth of our words and the stories we tell. News Nation, built upon a reputation for honest, unbiased news. News Nation, you're pretty balanced. Reporting with integrity, perspective, and experience. Building a legacy of journalism you can trust. News Nation, news for all America.
6: What's my safe flight story? I'm a photographer, and when I'm driving, I see inspiration right through my glass. So when my windshield cracked, it had to be fixed right. I scheduled with SafeLite Auto Glass. Their experts
4: replaced my windshield and recalibrated my car's advanced safety system.
6: SafeLite is the one I trust. They focus on safety, so I can focus on this view.
1: SafeLite Repair, Light Replace.
4: Take a pea-sized amount, apply it like a lotion. Pits, under boob, thigh
6: folds, butt cracks
4: feet this water-based cream i'm telling you it's invisible on the skin it works like a dream why didn't someone think of this sooner
6: 579
1: breaths to show them your stuff every breath matters don't let rsv take your breath away Protect yourself from RSV with a Brisvo, Pfizer's RSV vaccine. A Brisvo is a vaccine for the prevention of lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. RSV can be serious if you are 60 or older. Having asthma, COPD, diabetes, or heart disease puts you at even higher risk. A Brisvo is not for everyone and may not protect all who receive the vaccine. Don't get a Brisvo if you've had a severe allergic reaction to its ingredients. People with a weakened immune system may have a decreased response to a Brisvo. The most common side effects are tired. Ty- headache, pain at the injection site, and muscle pain.
6: Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo. Visit these retailers or find other retailers near you at abrisvo.com. A typical insurance, you're just another senior. That is the third health insurance commercial with seniors at a farmer's market. Right? Don't get me wrong, I love a fresh heirloom, but it's like those companies think we're all the same. That's why I chose Humana. Before I signed up, I spoke to someone who actually listened to what I needed. She told me about benefits that were right for me, like vision and dental, all in my budget. I finally feel in control. What are you doing? Taking control. Humana, a more human way to healthcare.
5: Tax season is hunting season for identity thieves, which is why tax fraud was up 30% last year. LifeLock alerts you and works to fix problems with a dedicated restoration agent. LifeLock. Identity theft protection starts
4: here.
1: I was stuck. Unresolved depression symptoms were in my way. I needed more from my antidepressant. Vralar helped give it a lift.
5: Adding Vralar to an antidepressant is clinically proven to help relieve overall depression symptoms better than an antidepressant alone. And in Vralar clinical studies, most saw no substantial impact on weight. Elderly dementia patients have increased risk of death or stroke. Report unusual changes in behavior or suicidal thoughts. Antidepressants can increase these in children and young adults. Report fever, stiff muscles, or confusion, as these may be life-threatening, or uncontrolled muscle movements, which may be permanent. High blood sugar, which can lead to coma or death, weight gain, and high cholesterol may occur. Movement dysfunction and restlessness are common side effects. Stomach and sleep issues, dizziness, increased appetite, and fatigue are also common. Side effects may not appear for several weeks. I didn't have to change my treatment. I just gave it a lift. Ask about Velar and learn how Abvi can help you save. Look at that.
0: I don't see a lot of exercising the franchise going on there, but it may be because those polls are closed and they're doing the tabulation. Uh, But we hope that a lot of people got out and vote. Why? Participation is good. America needs to do a lot better with that. I mean, we're in like the top 30 barely in terms of uh, turnout as a function of our registered and eligible voters. So we got to do better and hopefully tonight will be record setting for participation and then we'll figure out together what story the participation sells. But we need the data first and that takes us to the man, Connell McShane. So Oh, you have a headline yet.
3: Well, uh, turnouts high. We don't. We have results in. I don't know if it's a headline from certain areas that are interesting. Up to 7% statewide. The Trump lead is 54-46. About that, as the results start to come in from some of the places that we're, we're watching. And we'll look at the historical comparison to 2016, see how a Nikki Haley does against John Kasich when Trump beat Kasich 36-16. And we mentioned some of the places that the results are starting to come in from. The state capitol in Concord, which is where Nikki Haley is spending her evening, and she needs to do well. She's up 53-45 so far as the votes come in in Concord. It's relatively early. We'll see how as they continue to count them there that goes, but certainly tracking well ahead of where Kasich was when Trump won in the town of Concord last time around. You know, the other place we're looking at, the most populous town along the seacoast in Dover, uh, New Hampshire, is where uh, Haley needs to do well. As well. And she's also up there. 54 of 45 as the votes come in. We can also we'll go back and see how many votes are, are remaining. And there's still 2,000 votes out in, in, Dover as they continue to count. But there are results uh, coming in from places like that. I'll make two other points. I don't think we have results in from these places yet, but maybe uh, one of them will start to come in that we're watching with the turnout being as high uh, as it is. Because, you know, Dan made this point, I think, a few minutes ago. Is it, is it always good news for Haley if the turnout is high? statewide probably. That's what the analysis seems to be coming in. But there are certain areas also where Trump uh, needs to have strong uh, a turnout. Just highlighting a couple of those. Um, in the town of Hollis, that's a place where we expect Nikki Haley uh, to do pretty well. See, the results haven't come in yet. But you see Trump 26, Casey 23. So she needs to be up the analysis going in here was, you know, probably a double digit lead and get some pretty good turnout in, in that type of a place. Whereas Trump, you know, if you just look as an example, again, we don't have results here yet, but Danville, that's a place where Trump was 52 to eight. And the thinking is if there's high turnout here, then that's a place where Donald Trump will take it. He would like a high turnout and a place where he's going to uh, perform well. So uh, let's go back statewide here once again, as we uh, look at the results as they come in, we'll make these a little larger just to focus on this year. And we're up to 8% as we speak, it's 53 for Trump. So he has the lead as the votes come in. The turnout figures, Haley's probably liking some of what she's seeing, but it's, it's early yet to, to make any kind, to go back to your earlier point, to say whether we have a headline. I would say no, not yet. Hmm.
2: All right, let's bring in uh, Anthony Scaramucci, former White House communications director under Donald Trump. Good to see you. So, what do you make of the increased turnout here? If you're on Team Donald Trump as you're watching these numbers come in, you concerned?
7: You know, listen, I don't think he's overly concerned. I think the turnout is definitely going to help Governor Haley, but uh, it's likely to be uh, uh, Donald Trump's night tonight. Uh, The big issue will be whether uh, Governor Haley decides to stay in the race. I obviously hope she does uh, because uh, it's a two-person race now, guys. And so that gives her the opportunity to articulate her story uh, beyond South Carolina. So uh, I think the turnout will help her and hopefully convince her that she needs to stay uh, through Super Tuesday, if not beyond that. Uh, and, you know, listen, to, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I do think it's Donald Trump's night tonight.
2: Well, but let's talk about that. Let's assume she does well. Right. And I, I think that we've all agree that if she comes within five points, certainly uh, that would be doing well. And she goes into South Carolina with what you know people will call, whether it is or isn't, momentum. Um, knowing Republican voters the way you do, we move past South Carolina, we go into Super Tuesday, is this just a mirage? Meaning, does she actually, do you think, have a chance? If Let's assume she loses South Carolina by a significant um, margin. Does she still have a shot going into Super Tuesday at that point?
7: I think she only has a shot, Dan, if the voters that dislike Trump, that are registered Republicans, think that she has a shot. So there's a little bit of reflexivity here. Yeah. So if she, gets, if she gets a close race in New Hampshire a close race in South Carolina, all of a sudden people say, wait a minute, she has a shot, and then they start to pour in Mm -hmm. uh, to vote for her, which is sort of a vote against Donald Trump, then she has a shot.
0: Anthony, Uh, you've been worked worked on this issue from both sides. You've been part of a campaign, and you've also been Mm -hmm. uh, sought out as a donor and as a bundler uh, for donors. And Mm -hmm. isn't the reality that this is scared money? Uh, when it comes to politics, especially uh, with a vengeful nominee like a Donald Trump can be. So that's working against Haley also. And it's all about the money. She can stay in as long as she has the money. And we're skipping the step that she's going to be a no-show in Nevada. Right. Because she's not even going to participate in the caucus. She's doing the primary. And, and that may not matter to a lot of people, but it does in terms of making those phone calls, Anthony. Explain how those phone calls go If she doesn't win tonight or do something super unexpected.
7: Well, listen, you're 100 percent right about the phone calls. It's all momentum based. If she has a tight race tonight, there will be some momentum on her side. Uh, You're mentioning scared money. I think some of the money is scared. uh, But somebody like Charles Koch, as an example, he's not scared money. He's behind her. Tim Draper, uh, the venture capitalist in Menlo Park, he's behind her. I don't think he's gonna feel threatened or intimidated by Donald Trump and his minions. So she does have some galvanizing people that will give her money. Uh, the, the, the question is, can she get the narrative up and running on time before what you're saying happens that the other people get scared and run away? The narrative is it's me versus him. I'm a better version. It's sort of like light beer, same policies, less crazy. You know. Great, less filling. Uh, if she can make that case, uh, there's a lot of Republicans that want to vote for her. And by the way, since you mentioned the campaign, if I was on the Trump campaign right now, what am I worried about? The crossover vote, Chris. Uh, look at the polling numbers. You voted for Nikki Haley. Will you vote for Donald Trump in the general election? 43% of those respondents are now saying no. That happened to Hillary Clinton with Bernie Sanders. She lost. Uh, If that happens to Donald Trump in November, that is a very bad number for Donald Trump.
0: Mm. Mm. Sanders won uh, in New Hampshire in uh, 2020 also. It's really interesting. You look at the Democrat field. We'll get to that part of the story later in the night because that's its own kind of fugazi. But you had Sanders, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Warren. Biden was fifth. But imagine if they had that field this time around how much more energized the Democratic Party may be than where they find themselves now, where they have a sitting president who's not even on the ballot, and a guy who may get a quarter per, you know, 25 percent of the vote who no one's ever heard of before.
1: That is Dean an Phillips interesting said. point, though. He just made 43 percent of Nikki Haley supporters say they would not vote for Donald Trump in a general election. True. Although,
0: you're asking them at the right time to get that response. Right, right. right after they voted True. for Haley, they've right. made a binary choice. So you got to see once he becomes up against Biden, do they hold to that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know i think this election cycle there are a lot of strong feelings baked in about donald trump people have very strong feelings that are not like oh well maybe in a month or two i'll feel differently it's 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 pretty strong
2: getting a break when we come back we'll talk to jonathan bush the founder of nikki haley's super pack the numbers still coming in the wall still moving connell mcshane running around coming right back
1: To enroll in a Medicare Part C plan that could save money and include additional benefits. Don't wait. You are not automatically enrolled in a Part C plan with additional benefits. So call for your free, no obligation Medicare benefits review and make sure you're on the best plan for you. Call now to find out what plan options are available to you. The call is free. Call 800 341 2906. 800 341 2906.
0: All right. We're back with our coverage. 2024 New Hampshire primary. We are waiting on what we hope is an historic turnout. Why? Because participation is good, but we want to talk to some of the players as well.
1: We are going to talk to one of the main players right now. Let's bring in Johnny Bush. He's the co-founder of the Nikki Haley Super PAC, Independence Moving the Needle. Johnny, good to have you back. We talked to you last week after the Iowa caucuses. Uh, You've got to be uh, looking, feeling pretty good about these numbers. We keep hearing everybody adjust and readjust and readjust higher, higher, higher. The, the projected turnout for today's uh, primary vote.
8: Elizabeth, thanks for having me. Yes, uh, I am a very happy guy right now. I'm not one of the main people. I'm one of the independent people trying to move the needle. And I'm not opening this yet, but it's kind of (laughs) exciting to sit here and watch the secretary of the state of New Hampshire be right about independence. And to Cuomo's point earlier, these are not independents. These are people who are cringe factors out of the Republican and Democratic Party by their outrageous behavior over the last ten years. Yeah. These are people who have strong but, beliefs about the party. And if you look at what it means, I mean maybe Nikki wins, but she's certainly gonna radically outperform where everybody had her. We can see that already. Can, right? can you? But the fact that so many of the people that he's that she's getting are not available to the Republicans without Nikki. Well I want to know. It's what is, she's been saying this, right?
2: What is the number where you crack the champagne, right? How much does she have to lose by before you crack the champagne?
8: Well, I have a hit with you guys at 1030. Otherwise, I would have cracked it already. (laughs) I feel like the, the, the show up, the show up that we're seeing already tonight and the percentage of them that are people that have been as many of us are, which is why there's this pallor of negativity in the country kind of trounced out of. Our political process is very inspiring and exciting to us. The independents moving the needle, co-founders. I'm one of many. Uh, I'm a little small fry compared to the guys who have put this together. Uh, I mean, it was my idea, but you know, they did the work and and put the real money in. And they're very fired up to keep going. So, do you think they're doubling down? They've got the resources. They are ecstatic. Now, it could be that. This disproportionate show of independence decided to radically go for Trump all of a sudden. My guess is probably not. Uh, we'll see. We'll see shortly.
1: Okay. But, so, uh, so we're very excited by what we think we see. Momentum. And money to get that, keep that momentum will be crucial coming out of the primary in New Hampshire, especially because she's skipping Nevada and she's trailing by a big margin in South Carolina. So do you think that you will be able to have enough momentum coming out of tonight? And to Dan's question, what is that number that you will be able to continue to get those donors to chip in and put their money where their mouth is?
8: Yeah, if she's a few points, if she's less than 10 points, five points from Trump, two points from Trump, do you really want to elect this guy? If you're if you're a Republican who's choosing Trump, do you really want to choose him without a single debate to not let him in the arena once with this person to see what he's got? This guy's mixing up words. His orange is getting glowy and shiny. He's getting disoriented. This is a very old man who started with a very short attention span, who wasn't able to follow through on the things he promised. Are you sure you don't want to at least drive a debate? To me, the big possibility that comes out of this amazing outperform in New Hampshire that we think we're seeing is that the guy's got to get in the ring with her. And my sense is that he collapses in the ring with Nikki Haley, who doesn't have the attention span of a pea, who doesn't have a 1,000 ghosts swirling around him, from past misdeeds, every one of actually those actually has a clear, brave
0: heart. Every one of those ghosts seems to only make the halo around his head for the base of your party brighter. And I don't know why you believe he would agree disagree, to a debate.
8: Disagree, Chris. Disagree. Well,
0: those they're, they're, are dark little on hearts on the,
8: on, the, on the Democratic side, you know, and the New York Times, and all these terribly broken souls, guilty souls, who are kind of lying to protect the legacy that they think is right, but they're kind of following their tribe. Trump is being lit up by the falsehoods of our mainstream media. Not you guys, of course, who are a new player on the block and very pure. But anyway, <laughs> this is not Nikki Haley. The attack on Hillary Clinton does not work, I believe, and we'll see, hopefully, on Nikki Haley. That does not work on such a clean, strong, organized American story as she. One, one
0: last qu- quick thing. Why... Isn't the bar for Haley what it was for DeSantis in Iowa, where put a ton of money in there, put a ton of time, a lot of infrastructure, and he was supposed to win or come really close. Why isn't that the bar for her tonight? Very similar setup of this state. Uh, You know, even looking at the GOP, it's a very slim slice uh, of really the diversity that's even in the GOP. Why isn't that the bar for her success? Not, oh, she didn't lose as bad as we thought, is that she should
8: win. Right. You know, everybody loves Iowans. I love Iowans. That's this great salt of the earth, core of American soul. But nobody really in their heart of hearts likes the Iowa caucus. You got one in what, 20 people showing up? One in 100? What did you have? 100,000 people out of 3 million show up for the thing? You have to be counted by show of hands or whatever in the church, right. Grange Hall. It's not a really reliable reflection of what might happen in a general election. Republicans are looking now for who's going to carry us across the finish line in a general election. New Hampshire is the first real showing of that. You have a balanced electorate. You have a range of educated and not educated, urban and rural. This is the kind of showing that I think the people who actually know what's going to happen and uh, mainstream wisdom of crowds. You know, people in North Carolina are going, this is what I want to watch. Not Iowa, which I love. And the hot dogs and the pork wrestling and all of it. I love it. But it's not that reflective compared to New Hampshire, which is a real election.
2: I just want to confirm that bottle of champagne was sealed. I was right? going to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think
8: he curled it tight. open already. I just want I'm, I'm sober as All right, all right. Just confirm <laughs> it. All right. If right. you guys have me on at 10.30, I feel for We're you. We're coming back. This is We're me sober a judge
0: He's high on, on political promise. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just high on the future. I love it.
1: I love it. Johnny Bush, thank you so much. We'll be checking back in with you. Don't All open right. that champagne quite yet.
2: Let's Looking go to our to chief Washington anchor and the host of On Balance with Leland Bitter here on News Nation. He's standing by live at Trump headquarters. Um, Leland, what do you got there? Any uh, any response, reaction to the initial numbers coming in?
4: Yeah. The number we're hearing from the Trump campaign is 100%, which is what they say they're confident that Donald Trump is going to win. Now, uh, they, that can change, but it seems as though, at least what they're saying, they're not lowering expectations in terms of win or lose. The, the percentage game you guys are playing is important. I think what's going to tell us a lot not in terms of so much of the percentage, but in terms of how Donald Trump views this race is Dan, something you and I talked about in Iowa, which is what speech do we hear from Donald Trump tonight? Do we hear another Iowa speech that was a general election, we all got to come together and make America great again speech? Or is it a primary speech where he's going after Nikki Haley and attacking her and looking towards South Carolina? I think that that's what's going to tell us how this campaign, which right now is, is so far... Uh, in the lead in this primary election, how they view it. Uh, That that to me gives us the best sense of where things are.
2: And as uh, the numbers continue to uh, come in, Donald Trump, of course, still ahead in these initial numbers, but always have to take these initial numbers with a grain of salt because it totally depends on exactly where they're coming from. But these campaigns get to know really, really well. Uh, exactly what the numbers mean based on what's out there as of right now.
0: I just had, so I've had the fifth person who is um, supportive of the former president tell me not to undermine the story of crossover Democrats. Look, I'm just looking at the numbers, okay? Every storyline's as good as any other for us. You know, we're just trying to drive what matters here. But... The party change numbers from New Hampshire as of the October 8th deadline. Remember, if you're a Democrat and you want to vote for Haley to mess with Trump, fine. You had to do it by October 6th. Right. Okay? They have the numbers. Um, Democrat to undeclared, right? 3,500. That's what it is. Democrat to Republican, 400. That's 3,900 votes. They're saying you're going to have over 300,000 votes. The idea that that's the difference maker here, you better hope not.
1: Yeah. It's not the difference maker. Well, we Does shall see. Happens. Hey, But
0: I'm saying Look, they're coming at me it, it about it, so well. it's something on their mind. We'll have to see what the yeah. num- the final numbers are. We don't know, you know. It gets Which means close. I don't know that you get an Iowa speech out of Trump because the Iowa speech was a very rare event because everything went his way. And everybody was nice Listen, to him. Listen, if
1: he wins, even if he only wins by 5%, he will still be the only Republican since 1976 to win both the Iowa caucus yes. and the New Hampshire primary. But he won't
0: be meeting expectations. No, he won't. And that's what he's going to be concerned And
1: about. she will be, if she manages to lose by less than 10%, she will be I emerging from New Hampshire with I a think lot of got. You, you know, think it's got to be more Yeah, like I think
2: it's got to be clear. 8 or 9%. Yeah, that's better than expected. But I don't know if that's enough for I A lot think of people are talking about her winning. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's, but, I think she's got to be within five. But, but the, I don't think the media does that to Nikki Haley. The, well, no, the media is going to be yeah, very they, supportive they, of Nikki Because they wander Nikki in the race. Right, no, right? no, absolutely. So if she no. gets, you know, 11, they're going to say, well, you know, the polls said 19 a right. uh, day before. That's so. not true. Yes, though. it is true. It is true. But the, the, well, we'll see. Yeah, the, the, we'll, we'll see. So we won't come we'll be able to watch other media, so we won't see. Hello. You got one of these? Yeah, I know, but you know, we won't be able you to watch this like live ties it's,
1: I mean, online, I mean, whatever You're I'm doing, watching the your same well, stuff. Here. Yeah. We'll I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
0: right, we're going to check in with our watch party. And we're going to, he's upset about that. He's yeah. going to hit me in the break. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to speak with Trump's former campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski. That's going to be a great window into the Trump mindset. Stay with us. <laughs>
5: Prevagen, at stores everywhere without a prescription.
0: All right, welcome back to News Nation's live coverage of the big New Hampshire primary, our real first look into what the realities will be for America ahead. I'm Chris Cuomo, got Elizabeth Vargas, Dan Abrams, as always here. The team is assembled. Now, let's go to you guys and check in on our watch party, this time at St anselm College in New Hampshire. It's good to have you guys. Thank you for being with us tonight. Uh, who do I have?
2: Um,
7: this is Kylan Frankowicz.
0: How you doing, Kylan? What do you want to tell us? Uh, who did you vote for? Why did you vote for them? Mm-hmm. What's your read on the room behind you? They're all looking at you.
7: Um, I can tell, I can feel them. Yeah. But um, I personally yeah. will be voting for Joe Biden as a woman of reproductive age. I feel like it's really important to have leaders that trust women with their own bodies. Mm. And so that was my main reasoning.
0: All right. And uh, behind you, can you guys hear me? Behind you, can you guys hear me? Yes. Uh, who else? Uh, all of you voted, right? Otherwise, why would you show up here, right? So everybody voted? So everybody voted? Uh-oh. Show of hands. I saw some shifty eyes. Who, didn't, <laughs> who did not vote?
1: I think only one person said he voted. Is that true?
0: Look at all you non-voters. Yes. Why? They just came for the party. They came for the watch party. Boy, oh boy. All right. So, uh, so how, now, how many of you did vote? And you guys have that special rule in New Hampshire where you don't even have to live in that state. You just, if you go to St. Anselm, you can vote there. Um, did anybody vote for Nikki Haley? Okay. Anybody what? vote for the former president? all righty all right so i got to tell you you got some work to do on your uh, classmates there behind you kylan to tell you that right now there's a low i like that they came to the news nation watch party <laughs> yeah. and didn't vote yeah. Yeah. Well, how did they think this was gonna yeah. go yeah.
1: <laughs> we're hearing it. To- yeah all right well while you <laughs> <at> kylan, guys <laughs> kylan does not want to have to answer for these <laughs> yeah. other people
0: but i appreciate you coming out and voting and it's interesting your basis for voting is what 58% of people who declare themselves as Democrats, that was their most important issue, reproductive rights. Uh, so you're, you're following uh, what we see in the numbers as well. So the best to all of you guys. Hang out. We'll come back to you. Got to come up with a better story, though. When I come back, I want everybody's hand to be up that you voted. They thought there was a keg. That's good. <laughs> They're waiting for that champagne from Johnny Bush. Yeah, Johnny Bush. All right, champagne. thank you, guys. We'll check back with
1: you. All right, let's turn now to our chief Washington anchor, Leland He's standing by live at Trump headquarters in Nashua, New Hampshire, with Trump's former campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski. Leland.
4: Oh, one and a half minutes now, 90 seconds till the last polls is in New Hampshire. Corey, uh, we've heard, quote, 100% confidence that Donald Trump's going to win. I'm going to switch this around. Everyone's saying... What does Nikki Haley have to win by to make it a a huge night for her? What does Donald Trump have to win by to put this away? Look,
2: I don't think it's a matter of a certain percentage. I think what we're seeing from first Iowa and now New Hampshire is that no candidate... In the history of the Republican field, has ever won both states and not been the Republican nominee. So we're up against history right here. Nikki Haley really has to decide after tonight if she does not win in a state that is ideal for her, that allows moderates to vote in the primary, that adds to the the support of the incumbent governor. Does she have a path forward? And tonight when Donald Trump declares victory, I think Nikki Haley's race is over.
4: And the 330,000 turnout doesn't scare you.
2: Well, look, it's a big number. New, Hampshire's, New Hampshire residents love to participate. But they also have a history of supporting Donald Trump. They support him in 16. They support him in 20. They'll
4: do it again tonight. All right. We're going to toss it back to you guys for the top of the hour now, 8 o'clock in New Hampshire, <laughs> as the last polls close.
1: All right, Leland, thank you so much. You're right. 8 o'clock in New Hampshire, polls are now officially closed throughout the state. We will now be, I think, getting some, some results uh, faster as those vote tallies uh, continue to take place. Most of the polls actually closed an hour ago at 7.
0: Yes. You had a bunch that